Bearcat Bounce Podcast, back at it again. It is a Tuesday. Yes, that's right. It is a special Tuesday following a Christmas Monday leading into a New Year's Sunday and revive and recoup and get things back in order New Year's Day Monday. It's a special Tuesday to close out the final BBP of the year 2023 and a Tuesday following a signing day Wednesday last week and another non-conference basketball win Friday. It also is a special Tuesday where the BBP mixes with the original Tuesday nights, George in the Jungle, which means it's a special evening where I welcome in my guys, my pals, and a legendary figure in Cincinnati sports media. That's right. Aaron Smith, Chad Brendel, no Ryan Royer yet, and George Vocal. Gentlemen, how are we? Awesome. We're, we're, we're unsure on the status of Roy. Unsure. He could pop in any minute, right? Okay. Or he might not be here at all. Correct. I'm betting on that. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. with me, too. <laughs> That's the odds-on favorite. I mean, he's usually yeah. 10 minutes late, right? It's always minimum 10 minutes late. Oh, so there's I still think. a chance. He might hit us with the uh, – what? He hit us with that one one time. Like we said, let's do Sunday night. And on Monday, he's, he texts the group. He's like, hey, are we going on, guys? It's 8.05. Where is everyone? And we're like, Royer. Last we, night, bro. We texted you. But, no, we love we love Royer. <laughs> I'm I'm sure he might be here later. If he's not, then we'll uh, we'll roll with the with the group, man. We, George, welcome to the BBP, man. You uh, you and Aaron have been, been killing the George in the jungle. So, I got to go around the circle. I, Chad, how was Christmas? How are we, sir? George was going to say something. Let him talk. Oh, was uh, well, George? Oh, take no, it away. I, I, no, but if you're going to ask me how Christmas was, um, it was fine. But I'm still feeling the effects of Christmas Eve. Uh, <laughs> Santa had too much eggnog or, or whatever the heck was in in the glass on the table. <laughs> no, yeah. Are you? Uh, are, I take it you're a bourbon in the eggnog guy. Yeah, well, how about a, a bourbon in the glass guy? That that's yeah. there weren't rocks, there weren't water, there was nothing but uh, brown liquid. Just, that, that's just fine. Neat. I, I like drinking it that way. Yeah. Neat. I got a bottle of Blanton's Gold though, by the way, which okay. you know they sell that in the states now, which they just started doing uh, a couple of years ago. Maybe they started doing that, but it's a very limited, and so I luckily got a bottle of that. We'll see when I open it. Amen. Kelsey got me a bottle of double oaked uh, Woodford. You can't go wrong with that. That's good. Wow. Yeah. Really good late night a, drink. She's got a mighty, uh, mighty fake ID to get you that chat. That's yeah, that so how she pulled that so off. You'll love this, George. She went with her aunt to the place that I always go to get bourbon. And she walks in and she says, I need a bottle for my dad for Christmas. And the guy says, uh, who's your dad? She shows him a picture. He goes, oh, yes. Oh, yes. My buddy. My buddy. <laughs> and he true. grabbed the, the double oak Woodford. And I was like, see, he, he knew exactly. <laughs> Very resourceful of her to do that, too. Yes. She's she a, she, the way to. Yeah, way to dad's heart. Not, yeah, dad doesn't need much. <laughs> nice bottle of Woodford, and I'm good. There we go. So Christmas was fine, then. It's all right. Got a new chair. Oh, that's it's, uh, I, it's so there's like one, it's got one of those like uh lumbar support pillows 
but you got to get that thing right. Yeah. If it's a little too high or a little too low, it'll mess your back up. So yeah. I've been kind of adjusting, trying to figure out. To give you work. I mean, you know, you get those standard office supply chairs that they get. Finally, so many people complained in our newsroom. They finally got new chairs for everyone and actually went a little bit above, you know, the bare minimum, just whatever the hell they had in the warehouse. Uh, it took a while for that to happen, but a, a, a great chair is uh, is a necessity, not 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 a luxury. I've had a great one for a long time. It just I've had it. It was it was wearing down. Yeah, they wear so, out. Yeah, just like the bodies sit, wear out. The bodies sit my wear fat out. ass. You yeah. have to have more the older you get. Right, you got to get a better chair. Like like Aaron's got that thing that looks like it, it belongs in a space capsule. Yeah. Aaron, let's take a look at, at your chair real quick now that we're on the topic of chairs. Dang. Whoa, whoa. you you check out the same little uh same little thing going there. No free ads, but GT player standard, shout out. Standard gaming chair. It's okay. what they look like. Okay. The chair I have sucks. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna fix that soon. <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting on a uh kitchen table chair so but you're on the road you you're a beggar you you, yeah, you got a road game what you get the road game you we're, can't we're tell battling through adversity you can't tell mom and dad like look i need a chair for when i'm here podcasting <laughs> yeah if i told them that they they get me some crazy like king chair so i i, I don't need all that i'm trying to be oh, that would be Come on. like lebron one of the like have it's, you seen yeah, my chair like scott that. No, LeBron. Crown. No. I'm seeing yeah. a chair. Good, good luck finding it. <laughs> Great commercial. But no, I. It, but George, I agree with you. I so my my day job, previous one before I moved on to a new one, I I had the same chair for about five years, and by the time you, we got rid of it and got real chairs, you could see exactly where my butt was the entire time. It just my back completely just worn off is like wow that's literally your full body in the chair so that's uh let's talk chairs on the bvp and george in the jungle uh crossover <laughs> um let's go ahead and, and pass down to aaron aaron sir how are we how's christmas dude christmas is good um actually i got some some bearcat legos um I, I i haven't put them together yet but it's a lego rendition of nippert stadium and also they, oh. they kicked in a, a free lego bearcat um really that's yeah so i'm gonna i guess because how long it took they, they kicked in the free lego bearcat um so i'll have to put those together before the next show and have those they could go on that desk behind you yeah probably right there on the desk yeah yeah, yeah. Cool. That, i mean it's your controller spot so we'll see you might you got to come up with something else i mean the controller can go <laughs> right here. no big deal okay. there we All go right. looks nice looks nice well i know the importance of that controller spot like that's where it goes. That's where I put it every day. That's where it goes. Yeah. And it's not there afterwards. You're a little con concerned. Well, then it's you're looking down. for five minutes. Where the hell is the controller? Probably somewhere under the chair, maybe. Or right next to you because you just set it down next to you instead of the spot. In a different place. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you look for it for five minutes because you don't know where the hell it is. We've been there. We've been there. Well, you know, Chris is done. You know, I was... Uh, Obviously, here in Florida, and and one of the beach uh, locales that we were at, the establishment was still playing Christmas music. So, how how long 
can Christmas music go past Christmas Day? Is it until New, New Year's? Year's? Yeah, I think New, it's New Year's. Year's. Some people go the twelve days. I kind of, I, I, I could do that, but yeah, once once the day after New Year's hits, it's it's time to move on. You know, then it's basketball season really kicks in, and you know, football playoffs in the NFL. Or kind of, there's a lot of good stuff goes on, even though it's cold and ugly after the very first of the year. Amen. But I heard that Christmas she's gone. I was like, wow, it's still Christmas. Let's go. I no slowing down. Gotta keep rolling. But uh, temperature down there where you are, because I mean we have seasonably or unseasonably warm weather up here. Yeah, so it, it's kind of weird. It's like so I'm I'm from Indianapolis, so the weather on Christmas Day was somewhat similar to or Christmas Eve, I guess, was somewhat similar to down here. Like today the high was 74, uh pretty cloudy, had had some sunspots. But like Thursday this week is supposed to get down to like 64 as the high, which I'd like get down to, but still it's you know somewhat so cooler. Golf. Not too bad though. Not too bad. Get some golf in. We'll, we'll survive. So do we'll you survive. do the uh Cocoa Beach Country Club, which is actually uh it's like the yeah. music course down there, oh, right? Oh dude, it's it I I've walked that and beautiful views and it's got what three different courses right on it. It's uh yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you go on, and I rent clubs more often than not. And by now, they whenever I buy around, they pretty much tell me, all right, here's your clubs going out. And then, yeah, slug some. some down there, I ran back and had to quit my round. I was really PO'd about that. Oh, it's, uh, yeah, well, <laughs> last time I was out, I saw a giant alligator, and I almost did the same dog doggone thing, trying yeah. to run away. I got a little nervous. Cool with that either. No, not no cool way. with it at all, but. We uh we survived and we're we're here to 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 talk the, the year 2023 in review. But before that, we got to give shout outs to a couple of people who were there for us all throughout 2023. Big thanks, big love, big, big hugs to my boy Danco Joe over at Danco Transmission Auto Care. And normally I do a weird segue and involving some sort of a car or a vehicle or a crash or a pothole. Today I'm just gonna give love, you know. Nice. Happy holidays to Danco Joe. <laughs> Head on over to Danco Transmission and Out of Care. Get a little, you know, fixing, a little, little $10 off an oil change, 10% off of fixing. Mention the BBP. Mention George in the Jungle. Mention George Vogel. Mention Aaron. Get uh, Danco Joe hook you up. And uh, Danco Transmission and Out of Care. Love you. Thanks for being there all throughout the year. Aaron, you've got to read for the uh, little carryover of the both pods. I do. Uh, our sponsor on the on our George in the Jungle is Remington Tavern. Remington Tavern can be found at 8892 Glendale Milford Road, 45140, where they have a daily happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m., $5 Woodford Wednesdays. You can also find them on Instagram at Remy Tav, that's R-E-M-I-T-A-V, Cincy, and follow them on Facebook. We do appreciate oh. Remington Tavern as our sponsor. And, and if you go, you might even see George there. Yeah, you may see me there. You, you'll see that Bearcat ticker behind me there uh, fairly soon, I hope. Um, the owner just has to uh, put it up when, when he takes ownership of it here. Not the owner of Team Ticker, the owner of Remington Tavern. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> the ticker does not come out and install these things for you, but they do everything else. <laughs> there we go, man. You know, they probably would install them if you needed help, but I don't think anyone needs help with them. They're pretty it's literally 10 minutes tops. 
It's right. so easy. Right. I mean, some of the other fan bases, they might need to send the installer with it, but us right. fans, we can, we can get it figured out. There's no doubt. West, West no Virginia doubt. hasn't launched yet, Brent. Thumb down. I, I, I know. I was gonna, I was gonna slide them. I was gonna mention it, but uh, we, uh, we, we got them coming up in basketball, and they're those are some wins that we need to have. So no need to add any extra bullets board material there. So, uh, I think those yeah. are cool, though. That's a cool product. Um, I'm rather impressed with them. So, so you got one for Christmas, I'm guessing, George. Well, I didn't, but uh, it, it'll be at Remington Tavern. So. Okay. George gifted one for Christmas. Yeah, I gifted to Remington one. Ah. Gifted one to the sponsor. There we go. There we go. And so you know, I might get a free shot in return. We'll see. Hey, better <laughs> maybe a free, a free night of drinks. I'd say would 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 be for the ticker. I'd go for that. That okay. would work. All right, just invite Aaron or Chad when you're there for that night, and just be able to rock. The whole game. But uh, yeah. I, you know, since, since we last spoke, obviously, the whole ordeal about last week was signing day in football. Uh, Wednesday, obviously, was that big day. And, and probably one of the best podcasts that has ever come out of the BCJ community, Chad, I, I think you might agree with this, was the Thursday night uh, BCJ pod. I, with I, That was simply outstanding. Um, it was some great. of the best podcast info that I've ever heard, um, you know, whenever you have a, a coach like Zach Grant, who not only does what he does on the surface, but then he opens up, you know, pulls back the curtain and really dives in and gives you an inside look better than any coach has really ever given an inside look. It's, it's pretty spectacular. So um, anything more? I don't, you, I don't think ahead. we limit it to BCJ, Brent. I think that might be one of the best podcasts ever done in the history of podcasts. Oh, Oh. The history of ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Put a stamp I mean, on it. It is, <clears throat> it is one of those things where you get a guy like that on, you never know the first time you have him on how it's going to, like how deep he's willing to go. And right. he just grabbed his shovel and said, let's start digging. Yeah. And after, after revealing as much as he did, who knows if he'll be allowed on again. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> Very it's true. true. <laughs> I mean, he did a uh, phenomenal job of kind of, kind of, not not necessarily exposing, but kind of just unveiling truths that people kind of assumed were already real in the recruiting world, and and just he brought a little light to it. I thought a lot of it was eye opening, and then it also just gives hope to what is to come in the future for the Bearcat football program. Um, I went with people like him and his staff underneath him in charge of assembling a, right. you know the team itself uh sure it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see how it all looks coming together but the way that he spoke i, I wouldn't say that there's probably 10 people out there that watch more football than than he does right i think what it what you walk away with is just faith in the process that they have it was yeah. clear it was concise there was no hemming and hawing there was you know it was it was very specific very detailed and he pretty much put it out all on the table. Yeah, he did. It was it was beautiful. Um, anything more on signing day, or you know, signing week? God, no. last week? It was I pretty did so pretty much cool on signing day. day last week. <laughs> 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 yeah, 
Yeah, you had your uh, Christmas Eve. I commit for 2025, so uh, it's starting again. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, they got their third commit for 25, so uh, a corner they really like out of Georgia, 5'11", 180, like 175, 180, I think. Um, Can never have enough DBs. So, you know, we, we always joked when Marcus Freeman was here, he would take 22 DBs per class if he could. Yeah. Well, I think we saw this year why. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Very Freeman true. Was all about, I, I remember one of the, the old BCJ pods. Yet again, shout out. Freeman just mentioned how shout out he, us. he could recruit. Yeah. If he could recruit just another, just a bunch of athletic safeties, then he thinks that he could yeah. mold them into linebackers, defensive ends, cornerbacks, anything he needs to. Just give me the, the biggest athlete at the safety yeah. position throughout the country. And he can more give me all your six, three, one ninety guys. And I'll yep. figure out what to do with them. Exactly. Exactly. So um, the, uh, it'd be interesting to see what, what comes of that class. And as George mentioned, and as you kind of wrapped up, Chad, they, they added another commit Patrick Williams. So in, in the 2025 class, so it'll be, uh, it'll be fun to see that class as it forms because, you know, this past 2024 class was the first bowl somewhat year of the stat recruiting staff being together, identifying yeah. and, and locking down these. But this is the true full two-year junior, senior, really breaking right. things down and putting together a class. So 2025 could be a pretty pretty impressive crop of kids. So something to watch out there. How about uh, off the topic of recruiting, but uh, old, old faces, new places, our guy Mike Denbrock, packing his bags, leaving the family yeah. and uh, and heading back home to Notre Dame. Not four years. This is this is unprecedented for an assistant. Four years, nine million guaranteed. Well, I, 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 it's, a, it's a lot of bourbon for my guy, Mike Denbrock. That's incredible. And, and when you think about I mean, this thing has exploded in the last 10 to 15 years on yeah. what these guys are making that uh, are not the head coach. You know, you look at those head coaching salaries, but that dude's making more than a lot of Division One head coaches probably. I mean, I'm sure he is. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was the OC for one of the most prolific offenses in football history this past year. And that's where, you know, it's very important you know, you see taking that plunge with the Big 12 and having those kind of resources to keep up with that because you just can't keep up with that if, right. if you're not in one of those conferences. It's getting 30 million plus a year in media rights. It's just you can't do it unless you got, you know, one billionaire booster that just wants to buy their way. But that just doesn't happen anymore. Not like it used to back in the day. And it, and it's so the problem now is it's so expensive. A billionaire booster is not really even enough because right. you have to do it every year. Like, Correct. I, I always say this, like rich, rich people didn't get rich by being stupid. Right. No one's going to be throwing 25 million at a program every year to keep it afloat. Mm-hmm. In That's addition right. to, you know, facility upgrades and all that. So thank God that they got in because, uh, you know, many more years and the damage may have been done. And it, it's funny, like people will still ask me, like, well, why did they go to the big 12? Because, you know, they're getting their butt kicked there. It's not that hard to figure out, folks. They didn't have a choice. <laughs> You're right. No, you have no choice. None whatsoever. 
and, and any choice but the one they made would have been dumb. Yep. Sink or swim scenario, you're sinking them, right. sinking another any other choice other than the one that was made. So correct. Might yeah, as well. it, it's fascinating to see what these assistants are making now. God, oh, I should have gone in the coaching. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Um, yeah. I, we were yeah. actually. I was joking with the coach a couple of weeks back, and talking about all of the you know the portal nil da 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 da. da and they're like, you know, all the time that they now have to, like, just devote to all of this stuff on top of coaching. And he's like, I, he's like, I don't, sometimes I don't even know why we put up with this anymore. And uh, I was like, and then you look at your bank account and you're like, oh, that's why. <laughs> I remembered. I remembered. But it takes a staff, as, as you guys were talking about, uh, you know, keeping up with the high school recruiting. But those guys have to keep up with the portal, too. And that's why now you have basically personnel departments at the collegiate level mm-hmm. like they have at the NFL level. Or, or you know, the, the, the one that has to be the hardest is baseball. Because you're talking about the whole world you're looking at. Guys in the Dominican, Venezuela, Mexico, Asia. I mean – that's got to be crazy, but you just to be successful in today's college football, you got to be ready for anything, and that takes an entire staff to do that. And it's good to see that you know UC does have that in place now. Yeah, how about this to fire back, George? I was texting, you know, I've, I've, somehow my dumbass over the years has developed a pretty stupid network of people that are uh, in very high places around college sports. Doesn't make any sense, but as you know, if you do it long enough, you're dumb into a lot of things. Oh, yeah. And I was exchanging Merry Christmas texts with a friend who is pretty high up in college athletics. And it's he said, uh, I don't know how you can follow all the recruiting and portal crap. Our business is going to implode, and we're going to have to start over. Here in another year or so. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I like, yeah, we all think the first part. Right. We're going to have to start over. To hear somebody that, like, has some juice in that world say, here in another year or so. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, and that's, you know, and I don't know that anyone knows, you know, exactly what it is and when it'll happen, but stuff's right. happening. And yeah. it's happened quick. I mean, with this portal thing and, you know, the transfer rules and, and I, I mean, all this other stuff was put on top of it with the COVID year and all that. It's just been, mm-hmm. I mean, you talk about a crossword puzzle. It's yeah. going to be harder to that than it is that yeah. Nipper Stadium Lego thing here. <laughs> Only 500 pieces, George. It'll be fine. <laughs> Nothing for Only him. 500. Nothing for him. But yeah, NIL, realignment, the Florida State ordeal this past week. I, I, the, all of that just adds up, adds up, adds up. It's good. I agree. But <laughs> to hear that it's going to be sooner rather than later is, is something that we kind of. So what do you think? You know what I shake? Are they going to take? I mean, there's going to be a break off or something. something I think football like has to separate. Yeah, 
And that's what I think too. And I think it needs to separate and have its own conferences. And then maybe everything else can get back to normal where a women's well, volleyball team isn't traveling from Rutgers to, to Los Angeles, right. stuff like that. Here's the problem I see, George. And, and I don't want to get too deep in the weeds on this. But we're, you're doing this in reverse with college. Because when you start a pro league, you have eight teams, and then you build right. 12, and then you're ready for 16. And then there's 75 probably high major type programs with fan bases and followings and, like, legit, like, they matter. And and if you cut them out, you know what you're doing? You're leaving money on the table. You know what these right. people don't do? They don't leave money on the table. Right. So – like, that's why I've always said, like, the NFL model in, in my brain doesn't work. Um, because you've got, you know, and, and just in college football, it's 60, 60, probably, like 60 legit franchises. Right. That, that you can't just lop off 28 of them. No, there's I mean, no way you can do that. That's, that's, you not, can. I, I, I just don't see that happening, though, because, right. Um, look, let's just say they blow Cincinnati out of there. Just say they do, just for this argument's yeah. sake. My interest in college football goes way, way down. And I watch a lot of college football. I watch a lot right. of regional games. I watch a lot of games. My interest will be gone. I'll be an NFL guy. Then. You won't have anything to follow. It won't matter. Correct. So they're not going to let that happen. There, there's too right. much interest. Uh, and, you know, it does come down to the money to be made. Um, but when you have all those teams scrumming for the playoffs, all these games matter. It's going to be very interesting. I'm glad this playoff has expanded. I, I, I've wanted that for years. I thought they were so stupid holding out so long. And, you know, they do it in the other divisions. It makes sense more. And, and I know it's like everyone wants every game to matter. It's still going to matter a lot, you know. But, but I also think it's good that a team can stub their toe in September and maybe even twice and still make it if they're one of the best teams at the end of the season. Yeah. So I think they're headed in the right direction. I just don't want to see them cut out a bunch of teams. Well, here's the other thing, George, that we haven't that, that also never gets talked about about this. You think like, you know, like a Minnesota would probably get lopped off if they went to 30. Right. You think the, the state – legislature in Minnesota is just gonna okay no. well we, we just we just killed Madison like right. we just destroyed a town in our right. in our state that's important to funding our state so like that side of it too they're gonna have to thread a very specific needle because guess what state governments and attorney generals right now know this George they know they're going to win right? if they go to court. So they're chomping at the bit for the opportunity to go after uh, political gains. Right. Uh, oh, they're winning they, votes. Not only well, not they, Madison, they, I'm sorry. Runner. Minneapolis, they, Randy. My yeah, bad. I, mean, I meant Minneapolis. Right. I, I, I caught your drift. Um, but, yeah, no, they've already done it, and they will do it. And you think those people in Washington aren't going to want a grandstand, too? Right. Uh, Every darn one of them is going to want to jump on this if, if they start, you know, lopping people off and land grant state land grant universities. You can't. You're not going to be able. 
you're not going to take the, the state of Indiana and make them irrelevant in athletics. Right. right? You yeah. know, they would be one that got lopped off, but they're, like, they're not going to sit idly by. That's North not how it works. Right. North yeah, well, the, the the relegation. Is, relegation. They've already tossed that around a little bit over on the West Coast, man. West Coast has some wild ideas. You heard what Chip Kelly was saying in his uh, yeah. post-game press conference this past game. I I mean, if, if he's thinking about it, then coaches all across the country, ADs all across the country, they're thinking about it too. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be wild. And the, the NIL and the transfer portal – only adds to it, especially now that the, the proverbial unlimited transfer is, is going to be out there and if, if things pass, which they probably will, and it's going to be a wild, wild west times a thousand. So yeah, um, it's strap in. Crazy times, exactly, exactly. Strap in. I, speaking of crazy times, George, I, 2023 was pretty, pretty doggone crazy for the uh, University of Cincinnati. When it comes to the athletic programs, uh, yep. we we are going to do a year year in 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 review. Um, no need to touch on basketball. Chad, gonna gonna shout out you and Justin Berg did that the nightcap on Friday night following the win, and it was not just a win. Uh, recapping the victory over the Hatters, it was a uh, it was a nightcap that dove all over the place. Eric Hicks references you got. Just Maxio references. You got numerous. Bert just having a late night snack on camera while yeah, while what, live. What was that he was munching on? I had no idea. <laughs> it was the delicious. Kids getting involved. He was just kids getting involved. Oh yeah, nuts, nuts. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, one thing to highlight: Dan Skillings Jr. Man, twenty nine points, just out of the blue, just completely fixes all of his uh, bad shooting percentages in, in one night and. Before you know it, it's going to be pretty, pretty wild, wild uh, final game of the non-conference slate heading into uh, Big Twelve play. But we'll we'll touch on that as we as we look at basketball as well. I, let, let's start with basketball as a uh, uh, twenty twenty three in review. Just a few storylines, some maybe some some fun games, some stats, some some things that stick out to uh, to each of you guys. Just when it comes to Cincinnati Bearcats basketball. In the year 2023, I'll, I'll go down to Aaron and we'll just work our way around. I'm not going to say I'm not going to say it around the uh, court. How about that? There we go. How about that? Chad, you know what I was going to say. Aaron, you know what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Go on. Go, Aaron. Uh, well, I was just going to say that the biggest story for me from basketball would be the Jamil and Aziz getting cleared, transferring in, getting cleared. Um, that was the, I mean, that's the lowest hanging fruit possible on, on the biggest story of uh, this this season. But it was all consuming for weeks. I mean, every presser seemed that there was another plea by Wes Miller to the NCAA. Like, I, I don't know what's taking so long, but these kids, it's bothering them. They're they're, they're on a mental health second transfer and you're affecting their mental health by not letting them do the thing that they want to do. And that's play basketball for the university that they're taking classes for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. George, what was your thought during that whole thing that, you know, Chad, you were obviously heavily involved right there for the uh, 
instant response, instant, you know, live, uh, not cap or recap of what was going on. But, George, your thoughts? When, well, you know, that I mean, first of all, how the heck this thing drags into the season is ridiculous. They had plenty of time to figure this out. Plenty of time. They, they obviously sent out these uh, um, rules or, or at least thoughts of what would make a two-time transfer eligible to play right away. And these kids were definitely under the assumption they would fit all that criteria. And then to just sit there and let it flounder and, and go through Thanksgiving. And, you know, I'm sure those people had a nice Thanksgiving. Their butts should have been in their office getting this figured out. They shouldn't have been left hanging like that all that time. So, uh, you know, I'm glad they got it rectified. But I'm still a little PO'd that by the end of October, they couldn't have had this thing settled to me. They should have had it settled by the end of September. And I know they had a bunch of football things hanging out there too, but what the hell else do these people do that decide these things? Does anyone know? Like, what in the world's going on? Why can't they get in the room and go case by case and say, here's the deal, blah, 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 da, da, da. No, we're not going to do it. You'll have to appeal. And then get the appeal hurt in a timely fashion. It just seemed like there's no rules to this. And, and that bothers me. And I just... I think it's a black eye for the NCAA the way they handle all that. There are rules that just don't tell anybody. And so they allow the, this, you know, perception to become reality. Mm -hmm. Like if you would just be open and say, we meet on it, you know, every Thursday or like whatever. And this is how shit is, but they don't, they don't have any interest in people knowing how the sausage is made. They, they don't care. They never have. They, they that's not their job. Kids either when they leave them hanging when no. the season's going on. Right. They answer to the university presidents and and their wishes, and that's all they're really concerned with. Yeah, that's a shame. Well, I'm glad well, they the, figured out, but it should never be this way in the future. Well, the ability then to even have a waiver adds on to things because it's right. like okay. You, you make the stance that there are no two-time transfers, but we'll allow you to, to put in a waiver for this rule, and we'll we'll review it. You're and eventually, we'll probably grant it if you take us to – yeah, the whole thing is just – But the, the, the thing is, if, you're listen, if you listen close enough, you know what you heard? You heard coaches and ADs and administrators and people behind the scenes say something important. The NCAA – made it very clear that there was a waiver process, but they were not in the business of granting waivers. And they were going into this thing. They, let me see if I can find this text. I might've read this on here before. Somebody that works in the college basketball recruiting world said this, in October. Just an FYI, the NCAA couldn't have been more clear with transfer guidelines. They told all of us very clearly no two-time transfers and they want to be out of the appeal business. Huh. That was the message to schools. Then, then where does the gray area come in where schools thought these guys would be able to play? He said, <laughs> he continues, the problem was coaches didn't believe them and neither did player advisors. Because now, guess what? We will take you to court and we will win. Right. 
because they can't win in court. What we are finding out is that all of everything on the NCAA rule books is illegal technically in a court of law. And if you challenge it, you will win. Right. I I don't know law enough to get too deep into that, but um, they don't have a leg to stand on when, you know, a coach can have a contract and albeit there's a buyout in there, but they can leave at the drop of a hat and be recruiting for the other school the next day. Right. But yet athletes have to sit out a year. Um, That's kind of a tough one to justify when you get in front of a judge or a jury. I've known football coaches that that have known like what they the 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 general courtesy in football is you stay through the first signing day and then if you have a new job you go to the new job. Well, there have been guys that have known for two three weeks they're leaving as soon as signing day out. You know, right. So guess what they're doing in those two to three weeks? They're not recruiting for your school. Correct. They're cashing checks from your school. Right. But they're recruiting for State U 1,400 miles away. Right. Yep. I know it happens. I've mean, I, I seen it. And, and and probably help, you know, trying to drag players with them. Of course. Right. Oh, the stories and- I could tell there, George. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. But, that but makes- yeah. I- that makes a, a business that's dirty enough even dirtier by design. That's just silly. I, the, one of the point of views that I like the most in the whole thing is that, you know, let let the, the players transfer. Let them enter the transfer portal because the coaches are the ones who then have to crack a roster. They don't have unlimited, you know, roster right. spots. They don't have, you know, unlimited scholarships to hand out to all of these players in the portal. You know, they have to be the ones that can decide then who they want to add and if they want to add this player to fit them in here, there, elsewhere, then, then do it. There shouldn't be any restrictions on on that. And I think people are throwing out the whole, like, okay, well, now our player is going to be able to transfer in December and be able to play in January. And, well, if if a coach wants to take take on that duty of adding a player mid-year, then, then sure, good luck trying to fit, fit them into the rotation and having you everyone be crazy? happy without things going off the rails. You know what's crazy, Brent? What? In football, that's always already been the case. Yeah. Like you can't, if you played somewhere else. All right. And transfer, you can't play in the bowl game. But as soon as you get there, you can start practice. Right. You can practice. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're on the team. Boom. Yeah. So they were saying like, like a lot of people aren't like Lloyd Carr's son up at Notre Dame is, is participating in bowl practices and. Yeah, or at least he's just there, and they're saying that he can sling it, and he looks great. Oh, wish he no, could he's, get some reps in the game. <laughs> I believe, like once once you take finals, like once finals are done, guys technically are like can can start. Yeah, nuts, nuts. Um, George, anything else? Basketball twenty twenty three. This can branch all the way back to the Dave DeJulius Landers Nolly era as well. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, the two NIT wins were kind of cool, right? Um, that was kind of a high point there. And then I also think, um, I don't want to overlook, but, uh, you know, on signing day, getting McKinley and Betsy, I think those are two great pickups. And, and that, to me, you know, 
while the season hasn't exactly gone the way people want to because of the two local losses, uh, those were two big wins in, in early November to get them signed. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Chad, you want to roll with it? I, I'll go with Dave and Landers, man. Watching those two develop last year, um, it took a little time for things to, to kind of click, but uh, watching the, I mean, you know, Landers, seeing a guy that could, could make perimeter shots at the level he could was, was a lot of yep. fun to watch. And Dave was a guy that went from struggling here early mm-hmm. to, you know, being a guy that, that people really, his defense really came a long way. His leadership came a long way. He went through a lot of shit here and, you know, came out on the other side. Uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll go back to those two guys and give a, a hat tip to, you know, that last half January, February of last season, um, where they, you know, they both had it cooking pretty good. I'm, I'm going to hit you guys with some quick hitters and, uh, see if you guys remember these, these moments. Uh, one was Victor Locken had eight blocks on the road at a win at SMU back mm-hmm. in uh, January 14th. That was a, that was a fun game. He, Bearcats won that one, kind of a low-scoring defensive battle. Um, I, I think not playing in weird environments in the AAC anymore is another fun thing to think about in the year 2023. The very first day in the year 2023, on January 1st, it was a mid-afternoon game at Temple. Hundreds of fans were at the Little Rock Cross Center, however you say it, yeah. watching the Owls take down the Bearcats, and they were they were cheering like 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 church mice, really getting getting pumped up there at the Lark Rock Center. Uh, well, little do they know, Jimbo Reynolds on that squad as well. Um, <laughs> another one. How about this one? The final game that we played at Tulane, overtime loss, and that was the uh, '90s nudie channels. You know, the really high channels where you can kind of slightly see something uh, cool on your TV screen. As it, I wanted to murder somebody jiggles. that day. Yeah, that was yeah. brutal. Oh, horrible. Low hoops. Remember horrible. that? Yeah. Low hoops was better. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It this was. one, this one, the shot would go up and you'd be like, all right, is, is it going at basket one or basket two? And then, oh, it, the one it in the middle, in. Brent. It's yeah. always the one in the middle. Thank you, LeBron. Um, and then, of course, you've got uh, David DeJulius, kisses center court after a career best 30 points, six assists. And the uh, win against SMU dominated them at, at Fifth Third Arena, like a 25-point win. But also, that was the uh, the continuation of – do you remember David DeJulius had like 10 straight games where he scored like 15-plus points and had like yep. six-plus assists, led the country in that stat over and over again. Just a really cool end to his career. Um, and then, of course, George mentioned the NIT games. And that, that final loss came at Utah Valley where we all got introduced to a man by the name of Aziz Bandega. So uh, just a cool, cool finale there. Um, and I'm, I'm going to throw this one out there. It, I know, Aaron, this is right up your alley, but but how about the uh, the Jumpman reveal with the, the blocks coming back, the jersey reveal? That was super, super exciting. Agreed. Uh, I mean, it's a nostalgic throwback for most of our past. And uh, I mean, I'm wearing the, the Nike right now. Chad's got the Nike or had the Nike on it. I think he's lost the hoodie. Oh, there it is. All right. Hey, hey. 
but but yeah, we were all excited. A win for Brendel and BCJ as well when that happened. I'm a terrible uniform person and apparel person. Yeah, I just don't really care. You don't? No. I don't. I don't. And the kids do about this uniform. I know. I, I don't even notice. I, I am definitely not old man yells a cloud about it. Like, I get it. Like, obviously, if there's as much money being spent in that industry as there is, it's a big deal. Oh, there's something to it. I, I just, I just don't care. doesn't work. Yeah. And it's like yeah. the whole shoe thing, too. Yeah. I, I just don't go get a pair of damn shoes. And then part of it probably is old man yelling at the clouds. Because when I grew up, you had one choice Converse All Stars, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, LTS has a pair. You, you got white them. or you got black. That was it. And then um, Jordan ruined it all. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I mean, it's, uh, I, you know. I know a lot of good people and a lot of fun people that are into that stuff and all that, but man. Yeah, it's just not I, me. It doesn't just, move my needle. But I mean, you know, look at how But I you've got fresh UC gear on every show, George. Right. Okay. You've got you've fresh got, UC oh, yeah, gear on every show. But see what this is? Somewhere on there. It's old. Uh, the old okay, armor of under. I just wear stuff till it, it falls apart. That's my problem. We need to get you one of these. <laughs> Same. I mean, this is what we got to get you, George. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll wear that. This is Under Armour, too. I don't know where the thing on insignia is. Yeah. I'm there with higher up with the times. But, but, uh, Actually, no, this one. Help this me here nice. because I don't get the whole, like, with the kids and the program stuff, but it's a big deal from that standpoint with yeah. recruiting and all that, correct? Right. Yes, it is huge. Mm -hmm. Basketball, like basketball, it's it's important. Yeah, way more so than football. But even in football, kids want to wear Nike, man. They they want to get Nike gear. That nobody's yeah. like, man, I gotta go. I gotta go get me give me some of them Under Armour dry fits. No, I know, but they're really big at golf courses. <laughs> right. I mean, well, old man golf gear. You you go to any golf course in this area and you see a bunch of guys my age wearing Under Armour hats and shirts. It's unbelievable. Like a, a lot. You know, there's there's a lot of Titleist hats and Callaway hats, but there's a lot of Under Armour stuff. By the way, George, at, at some point here after the, the calendar flips, uh, we're doing a story with Doug at the new golf practice facility. You want in? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Keegan's, uh, gonna do, Keegan's gonna do some written stuff, but uh, I think it'd be fun to chop it up and maybe do a uh, little video special on the new golf facility. Doug supplied me with a lot of golf gear over the years because I'd go down, they'd have all that stuff at his golf range down in yeah. Burlington, and they would get the new stuff in. And if I showed up on the right day, he's like, Hey, come in here and grab as many shirts as you want. You want some of these hats too? I walk out of there with all kinds of stuff, man. It was Doug's the best. We did, Doug, yeah. Doug has been a friend of the network for a while. We love him. Good man. George, you're rocking all Peter Millar out on the course, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Top flight. There we go. There we go. Top flight gear. <laughs> Hitting the Pro V1s. Anyway, I love it. my game's all top flight. 
<laughs> yep, Top Flight XL 2000, man. Honest to God, though, this is no joke. Just a couple months ago, and I was struggling coming back from these surgeries and stuff playing. I wouldn't play it very well. And my wife comes home with this, uh, like, two dozen box of balls. They're Top Flights. And so I'm like, I can't get caught dead playing these things. And they're like the neon ones. <laughs> pink, blue. I'm like, I can't. So I go out with Gamble so I can use them with him, right? Because he doesn't know. I mean, he, he didn't care. And so all of a sudden, I started hitting the ball great. So I played these things at the end of the year, these neon bright freaking top flights. Easier to find your ball. Oh, yeah. I lost almost all of them, though, when it was all seen. <laughs> oh, yeah. But oh, yeah. but because it was a top flight, there wasn't stress on hitting. You didn't care if you lost it or not. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you didn't spend much time looking for it. It's like nobody's ah, stealing them either. <laughs> I got 25 of them in this box she bought for 10 bucks. <laughs> you, had a, you had another just notch in the psychological thriller that is golf, man. I tell you what, take away oh, the. Yeah, uh, on the tee box, you're hitting a Pro V1. You're just like, all right, just just come on now. Spray it right, and you instantly are like, damn it. Oh, I know. Give a brand new one. You are definitely right. tight like this. Yep. No doubt. Just oh, hit $12 into the woods on one right. swing. <laughs> I know. Oh, I a lot like gambling, so it's it's fun. Uh, how about the, uh, what was it, like a 32-3 to run against Georgia Tech in Aziz's first game? That was fun. That was, that was, oh, that was yeah, that was a high point, no doubt. I actually have that written down here. Georgia Tech yeah. game. That was awesome. Yeah. Probably probably the best one of the year so far. Yes. Without yeah. a doubt. There we go. They had two um, other chances to top it, and it didn't come out right. But let's not dwell <laughs> on that. <laughs> uh, Could have used a 30-5 to five run in both of those games. Yeah, I yeah. know. God, I wish. Still might not have beat Dayton. Oh, yeah, that's true. That was, that Man. was pretty. I, I I did listen to your guys' uh, George in the Jungle last week, and, yeah, um, that Dayton game. Eebie-jeebies uh, all over again. Not great, Bob. A lot of stuff fixed, though, in that last Stetson, yeah. I thought. Now, it was Stetson, but still, at least I didn't see Vic out there, you know, shooting for stuffed animals. Yeah. <laughs> the claw game just over and over again. Oh, could never win that damn bear. Like elephant or something if he made a three in that game. Just kept launching. Like, dude, this isn't the carnival. Get your butt down low. And those are the types of metaphors you can look for every Tuesday night at 9 o'clock on this channel on George yeah. in the Jungle, presented by Remington Town. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, yeah. Oh boy. Then there's Skillings, Jamil. I, I mean, there's there's plenty. Obviously, this year we're in the thick of things. Evansville coming up uh, this Friday. Man, I, it, it's just weird. And, and I don't want to get in a whole deep dive about the current team because we got to talk football and then a quick touch on Bengals and and uh, Reds. But man, this 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 year is it's so many parts, so many pieces. Just if they can somehow figure out a way to to get the right ones rolling at the right time, then uh, some some good things can happen. But things are about to heat up real real quick when yeah. that New Year turns. So we'll have to see there. Um, anything else basketball in, in 2023, guys? I 
hopefully 2024 nothing but uh but better that that'd be the big time out big 12 game number one coming up in a week and a half or whatever yes sir that's right clock on a saturday night right yeah yeah always fun that will be always fun. Fun. <laughs> it'll be something they're really BYU is really good. Yes, like good team. You're you're gonna have to play real well, and this team has not been good on the road. And BYU has been a monster at home. Like that one's up, up to number four in Ken Tom. Yeah, number four. Yeah. Number four. That's right. Jesus, peace. And and they're they're great on both ends. Like it's not just a team that's like gotten hot for yeah. You know, a couple week stretch. They play great defense and great offense. Mark Pope is turning out to be a a hell of a coach. Mark Pope is turning out to be a hell of a coach. Truly is. Speaking of hopefully things get better in 2024, let's uh, rehash the year 2023 for the Cincinnati football program. I mean, gosh. I mean, this was one of the wilder years. If you if you truly think about it, because I'm going to throw something at you guys that's that, that's kind of crazy to break down. Uh, so crazy. So they did obviously George March Trump. March first. Brad Glenn was announced as the offensive coordinator for the for the Bearcats. I, March first. So Chad, you just had him on the pod discussing the you know commits for the, the offense, offense yeah. things he hasn't even been a part of staff for a full calendar year it's just the, the whole thing is just mind-boggling truly breaking it down it, not even what take take away the whole calendar year not even 10 months so it's uh it's been a strange strange rough you know string of events but hey i want to mention one other staff because we, we obviously love the whole staff but uh nico palazzetti introduced friend of the pod hey, yo, nico yeah, nico Strength coach, strength aficionado, Nico Palazzetti, introduced on January 4th. So, shouts to Nico there early on in the football tenure in uh, 2023. Aaron, let's hear some storylines, some highs, some lows, peaks, valleys. Bearcat football. Uh, they were the first ones to dip their toe into the, the Big 12. Um, yeah. I, I guess Moon Soccer may have beat them to it. Um, but football was shortly thereafter. Um so they were that was our first real taste of the the big 12 if you will um it didn't so taste I, I good know, i think that was probably the, no it was it was not a, not a great taste but uh a taste nonetheless yeah a taste but but still you you gotta, you gotta tip the cap off a little bit though to the fact that you know yes it was it was a rough start to the year uh, the, I, I mean, to the uh, Big 12 slate, obviously, as we uh, pull up the schedule real fast. But that first game, the Big 12 game, yes, it came after the uh, tough loss against Miami. But that atmosphere for Oklahoma, big noon kickoff, Big 12 in town, I, that whole that, that's probably the the coolest atmosphere, coolest vibes I felt inside an effort pre, pre-game probably maybe ever I, up there with it is like AC championship game against Houston and maybe when game day was in town against Tulsa in, in that 2021 year. But, but just the vibes out of there on the field before the game and out on the tailgate field was just, was pretty electric, a, a cool, cool feeling. So 
it was a loss, yes, but the the fan base is, is certainly locked in. Um, George, 2023 yeah, that, football that, that season. That was a moment that was like big-time football's arrived for real. Like, yeah. this, this has happened. And that was really, really cool and enjoyed it. Enjoyed the Oklahoma fans. Um, the game, whereas, you know, UC didn't score a lot of points, but – it, it was a fun competitive game and they and they hung in there but um you know the high point for me was walking out of that stadium in pittsburgh with a win over the panthers 2 and 0 new coach things seem to be clicking you're thinking god dang they just beat a pretty good team on the road they got a shot to hang in there this year little did i know pitt was going to be as horrendous as they turned out to be what? <laughs> Uh, and I didn't know UC was going to turn out to be as bad as they were. So that that was a high point for me, being at that game. And then, I mean, golly, those Pitt fans were so depressed after that game. It was kind of fun just right. going into a bar or two and having the UC gear on and, and toasting to a win. And uh, uh, that, that was a lot of fun. So I, I would put that in there, too. And I, I'll tell you what else was a big point for me, uh, a big highlight for me. Was when they had those sixteen ounce Cincy lights at Nipper. That was cool. Oh, that oh, was yeah. cool when I saw those. It's like, yes, sir. <laughs> so there were some high points. They were all in September, but there were some high points. <laughs> was, uh, those those Cincy lights flow down in in all different stages of of the games: happiness, sadness, yes. joy, yes, cheering. Depression, but yeah, uh, Cincy lights flow like water there in Nippert Stadium, that's for sure. Yeah. George, where'd you go after the uh pit game? I was there too. Um, and I tell Aaron was there as well. I tell you what, man, I, first Emory Jones sets records, it ties the school record with seven touchdowns, yeah. seven combined touchdowns in the win against EKU to open up the year. The offense is explosive, but it's just defense is dominant, and then you win on the road at Pitt. Like, gosh, I remember just afterwards just feeling like. You know what? We might be pretty doggone good, man. And that's what it, I'm also, yeah. It's like, hey, this coaching change, why not? You know, it, yeah. it feels like this guy, you know, has it going. And bum, I, bum, 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 bum. Yeah, I, I hit this hotel bar just right down the street because I couldn't get an Uber or anything to pick me up. So oh. we ended up in this hotel bar and it was cool. Yeah. And there were a lot of the Steelers played the next day at home. So there were a lot of uh yep. God, who did they play? 49ers. Yes, that's right. Exactly. So yeah. there were a lot of 49er fans in this bar, too. And it's like, yeah. you know, what the were you guys? What, what are you guys doing here? It's like, oh, just <laughs> yeah. over here. Yeah. Was, that town was hopping. They had that big concert on uh was it Friday night? There yeah. Was a concert in town. I forget who it was. was. It was somebody big. It was, and, yeah. Uh, then they had the the UC game Saturday night and the Pittsburgh Niners game on uh, Sunday afternoon. Big big weekend in Pittsburgh. Gosh, yeah, and and they were underdogs in that game. So me and all my buddies hammered the money line. We we're like, screw it. Oh it's yeah, yep. And then and of course they pull it out, and it's just like, you know what? Maybe Emory is pretty doggone good. And and yeah. you know what? Different things happen for different reasons, and and. Obviously, the statistics that the team put up throughout the entire year were pretty bonkers. And the fact that they didn't result in wins is, is still as puzzling of a thing out there. Yeah, uh, you look at those stats and you just can't. Uh, it, it just does not compute. And, you know, no. a, a couple other highlights, like Corey Kiner emerging the way he did and playing the way he did. 
uh, Luke Kandra getting third team AP All American and landing yep. on some other All American teams. A couple of uh, hometown guys and, and Corleone announcing he's coming back. So there, you know, there's there's some other highlights after September, I guess, that I can point to as well. Absolutely, Chad. I got we lose Chad. <laughs> no, I'm here. You got me. Yeah, we got you. I'm here. I I got nothing. It wasn't a fun. It like, I don't know. It, it, a lot of what happened happened in a bad time for me, and then just as I was like getting back to normal, they stunk, <laughs> and it it created work unhappiness. Uh, so I got nothing. Like I, you know, I, I, I do have hope for this staff in the future, but I think there was a realization that like this, this certainly isn't for guys on the roster. This certainly isn't 2021 anymore. And things aren't coming easy because we are just so physically more gifted than everybody we're playing. And there was dissension and a lot of the stories from behind the scenes weren't, weren't good. Um, You could feel kind of the, like the break that was coming that, that we kind of saw as the transfer portal opened. Um, I do think probably the highlight for me is seeing them retain a core, yeah. like that, that there is a group of leader clear. There is a leadership structure that now is established. We don't know what type of leaders those guys are yet. And, and, it, and it might not, it might not matter, but at least we're seeing heading into year two. You've got Corey Kiner. You've got the offensive line. You've got Dante Corleone. You've got Mason Fletcher. Like, there is this hierarchy that you have to have in football. And I don't think it was here last year. Uh, I I think there were some guys that were supposed to be at the top of that pyramid that weren't up to the task, be it on the field or off. And I think the signal... Okay. Let me ask you this. At the end of the season, it's good because you talk about that dissension and stuff, and, and we all heard about this stuff. And like, yeah, I'm hearing these horror stories about what's going to happen at the end of the season. Um, I didn't see that mass exodus of frontline players that I thought I was going to see. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like that they they established, like, okay, we, we we've settled the ship in, in a lot of ways. Like it's still they have to play better. Like, there's no doubt there was dissension too, but I don't think it was coming from some of the spots uh, of the, uh, you know, a lot of the perceived team leaders that were still here that right. some of us may have been led to believe. Yeah. I think the guys, transfer, I think the transfer portal entries at the top of the roster or the top top middle of the roster were very telling. How about that? Right. I would agree. Yeah, I think also as as you guys are kind of mentioning the fact that you know the the promise leading into next year, where you know you saw a lot of people mentioning buy in and you know these catchphrases, culture and and you know all in and and the those who stayed will win, trust the process, all these little you know catchphrases when it comes to you know a, a tough season to you know stay true and hold or hold steady. It's you look and you see yet. 
return a whole offensive line. Sure. There's, you know, that goes into the whole thing of, you know, how are you going to be? If, if is the whole offensive line good to return the whole offensive line, then you look down and you see a couple of really, really strong pieces and maybe, you know, you just need that, that other missing piece on the offensive side. And, you know, you, or you need some development, which is what yeah, happens with offensive linemen. Right. I, I mean, Kendra with all American nods and, and, you know, before you know it, maybe year two in, in the system for Gavin Gerhardt, for D'Artagnan Tinsley. Maybe all I of a sudden they're getting had, nods. Tinsley had a quiet, great year. They've got yeah. the tackles have to improve. Right, right. They do, but that continuity is huge. Yep. Yes, it is. it is. And I think they have a really good O-line coach. I think Nick Cardwell is oh, really good. He's a star. I, you saw all the new, like, commits, commitments, like, mentioning him, like, like, Marquise Parker mentioning him, like I'm going to give Coach Carbo fits. You just know then he's he's put an impact on on kids that are even outside of that offensive line room. So that's that's really cool to see. Um, but yeah, I, I I think the staff has done a good job with the core believing and buying in. And then on top of it, you've seen every new commitment out of the portal and through high school mention the buy in as well. So I. And then, of course, Zach Grant on the BCJ pod. Shouts to that last Thursday. Listen to it if you haven't. He kind of talked about how he's quietly very excited about you know the direction that things are going. So it's also and the highest fans. rated class, highest rated class that they've ever recruited. So let's. So many people, I feel like, have, have just forgotten that or just not computed that into the fact that there's no way that this team can improve. No, there is a way, and it's through getting the right kids here from high school right. and you're doing that with the highest rated class ever at Cincinnati. Yeah. yeah. I also will say the fans will love Nick Cardwell because he caught me kind of doing one of these one day at practice, like kind of lean back for a second and he has not let it go <laughs> to this day. You awake? Hey, uh, it, like in the, like, like doing warmups, like, you know, jog the jogging and whatever, where the coaches are kind of mingling around and he'll see me and be like, you gonna stay up for practice today? Man, you caught me like leaning my head back for one second of one practice, and now I'm the now I'm the guy that's asleep at practice. It's you won't let it go. Tagged with something like that, and it, it, you're you're stuck, man. Yeah. <laughs> Previous staff used to do that to you too, Chad. Oh, they yeah they. George, did you ever hear what Luke did to me? When. So right before COVID, remember they had those three spring practices, uh, like right before COVID hit and then everything shut down. Yes. So at one of those spring practices, I think it was Bruno LaBelle. Like, you know how tight the bubble was and where we had to stand on the sidelines. Right. And Bruno LaBelle is like going for like a corner route like this, right? And coming straight for us. And I'm not about to get run over by a six foot four, 260 pound dude that's not bracing for impact. Like he's right. just going to run me over. Correct. So I get out of the way. And he almost runs into the bubble. Like they they get him right before he like crashes into the bubble. I don't know, like three weeks into COVID. Three weeks into lockdown, I get a text from Luke. That is the practice tape 
from the eye in the sky. Oh, that's great. And he hits me with, we're going to have to work on your commitment uh, to the program, uh, you know, to, to make sure guys don't crash in to the side of the bubble. Yeah. So he crashes into your old ass? Right. That's, yeah. He's I'm supposed to get in his way. Right. Slow him down. Right. I was like, you you have read me wrong, sir. Yep. <laughs> I'm high down, I'll tell you that. I am out of the way. No, yep. sir. As soon as I as soon as I get wind that a guy is coming straight for me, uh-uh. No, uh-uh. Nope. Yeah, nope. I, I'm right there with you, man. I've seen you've seen Slaughter do it. You saw JT do it. Like oh, those yeah. dudes will stand in and take a hit. And I'm oh. like, what is wrong with you? Exactly. <laughs> no. Not me. There no. will be other shots. Like, yeah, it might be a great shot that you missed, but guess what? You're gonna get another one. Correct. It'll be fine. There will be shots good enough to put on the news, sir. Right. <laughs> and, and you will not have to have meniscus surgery. <laughs> yes, or a cast. Right. Got a got some got Mark some quick just, Mark, just had, Mark just had meniscus surgery, so I you know gotta get gotta oh, get slaughter you. a little love. There you go. Um, quick hitters, real fast. All the way back in February, February 9th to be exact, Sauce Gardner named NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year. We might have another one coming up. Hey, wouldn't that be amazing? Wouldn't that be amazing? Undrafted all the way to uh, to, to Rookie of the Year. Um, and then three days after Sauce was named NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year, the Super Bowl turns into the Kelsey Bowl. Uh, Travis Kelsey versus Jason Kelsey. Brian Cook also on the roster for the Chiefs, playing starting the safety for the Super Bowl winning Chiefs. Um, and then, of course, the the New Heights podcast, only second behind uh, the BCJ podcast family and uh, number one most listened to sports podcast in the country. Uh, so, shouts to BCJ, New Heights, get your weight up. And then, of yeah, course, they don't have anything on the Zach Grant episode. Oh, no way. No way. No way. Or the BVP. George of the Jungle crossover episode. No way. Right. No way. And then, and then of course, uh, the entire and, and Aaron is is away because he knew I was going to head this way. The entire Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift series <laughs> of fun events this whole entire season. Oh, George left too. Chad's out. Aaron's out. Wow. Okay. I'm in. I, I I'm I'm down. Taylor. Three and five okay. and one touchdown since. That whole tragedy was announced. Mm. Yeah, but they've been dating all season, so it literally has nothing to do with it. Aaron. It, well, that was that was when they announced they it. Kept it. Since then, they kept it three, quiet. three and five, one touchdown. And Get your head in the game, it, Travis. It might also be because uh, the local YMCA has better wide receivers than the Chiefs right now. Oh, we saw Rashi Rice. We know what he's all about. I, yes, oh, yeah. exactly. Oh, uh, he was he was a target man at SMU. I tell you what, Chad Chad called him Rashy Rice. Rashy. He was pretty good though. He was pretty good. Um, but yeah, uh, I tell you what, dude, uh, Taylor Swift, you know, Person of the Year, Time Magazine. She is uh, she's really really getting things rolling in the record. I, you know what? I I just cannot wait to see the first basketball game that Travis 
and T Swift are there wearing the jerseys that Travis gifted Taylor. I some some people are speculating it might be that that road game at the fog against Kansas. That those that's that story was so wrong. Oh, don't, was don't so hurt wrong. my heart. Don't hurt my heart. Um, there were jerseys being made at Cooks for Travis and Taylor. It wasn't Travis buying her a jersey. It was going to be a gift. And then the seamstress uh, spoiled the gift from somebody to Travis and Taylor. Oh. Dang. That's just what was really West, Was Wes pretty angry about that? Wes didn't have anything to do with it. <laughs> I'm just joking. That'd be pretty cool. Cool twist, though. Um, but, yeah. Uh, obviously, the, the whole Bearcats in the NFL thing this entire past season has been pretty awesome to watch. Uh, I, you know, obviously, the, the Dez thing going on in Atlanta didn't quite work out the way all Bearcat fans hoped it would. But you know, Jerome Ford stepping up in Cleveland, uh, Trey Tucker having that wild game a week ago, uh, Ivan Pace, we've already mentioned it. Al Pierce having a couple splashes here and there. Tyler Scott putting up some stats here and there. And, of course, the Kelseys and, and Sauce doing their things. It, it's been fun to track the Bearcats and the NFL throughout this entire season. Uh, just another another prelude to the squad. Um, and, of course, the groundbreaking for the indoor practice facility. Another another final thing in the year 2023. That was May, uh, March or May. May 23rd. May, groundbreaking. Yeah. So that'll be a. Excited to see as that continues to develop. Um, anything else for the Bearcat football program in 2023? Uh, I feel bad for Jason Kelsey, though, because, uh, you know, the brother's jet setting, and then he's on the bottom of the pile of every tush-push Billy runs. I mean, he is on the bottom every oh, yeah. time you run that play. He's down there sprawled out like this at the bottom with this mass of humanity on top of him. That's a hell of a way to make a living, I'll tell you that. But it works. He's, he's also the reason that that play works and nobody else can do it it's as incredible. well as Philly does it because he's a missile. You and cannot it's get unbelievable how they can do that and how effective it is for them when you compare it to some other ones. Of course, you know. Well, the, go the watch guys. Jason, George. The Giants they can't, everyone got hurt trying to do it. <laughs> they can't. Nobody can get under him. He's Low like man a, wins, and he is. There. It's crazy. He's the low man every time. It's crazy. It is crazy. Aaron, you, you about to ask something? I was just going to say it works 80% of the time, every time. Yeah, 92% of the time, every time. And and you know what? Yesterday, Jason got his, his helmet completely ripped off during a tush push. I was yeah, like, jeez, yeah. that looked like it hurt. But yeah, shouts to them. It's been a, it's been a fun. Uh, future, I think is is I'm getting more and more optimistic. I know that's a shock for all you all you BCJ fans to hear out there, but I'm getting more and more optimistic in the uh, Bearcat football program as the days pass. Um, I'm going to pass it over stamp. to the let's to time the stamp George, real quick. Yeah, let's time stamp. Hit quick paper supply, your local and family owned restaurant supply company for all your non food products. Quick paper services over 150 restaurants with weekly. Low minimum next day deliveries. They provide a wide range of food service products from to-go containers, cups, custom printed products, eco-friendly, and much more. They also have cleaning and restroom supplies for all your janitorial needs. Call Nick, 513-470-2029, and reference Bearcats 
for your first 20% or for 20% off your first month of purchases. George, we need to get the quick paper supply people in touch with the Remington Tavern people. I was just thinking that. You read my mind. There okay. will be a uh, there will be a phone call after this. Okay. That we'll have quick paper supply there. We'll have uh you the know ticker. the team ticker, the team, team ticker there. Where yeah, turtles brew. Maybe maybe we'll see if we can get some turtles brew there. Yes, we could do that. Sponsors helping sponsors, baby. Friends That's, helping I mean, friends. You know, it's all about baby. We're a community. 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 Synergy going. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. But uh, as we do a quick look now at Bengals and Reds, I'm going to pass it over to Aaron and the George and the Jungle Crew, and and I will be here and Chad will be here as well. But uh, Aaron, go ahead and take it away. Bengals and Reds, 2023 interview. Yeah, um, the Bengals certainly had some some big things happening in the last year uh, as we discuss usually on our Tuesday nights here on this channel where you can catch us every week 9 p.m. on George in the Jungle. But uh, I think the biggest thing that happened in the last year, George, correct me if I'm wrong, is extending Joe Burrow and getting that contract out until 2029. Um, he becomes the highest paid player in the NFL. And despite being injured this season, more often than not, how it how it feels anyway. Um, very very important for this team to extend him. No doubt about it. Yeah, that that was the big question mark, and and you know when were they going to do it? How are they going to do it? They got that sorted out. Now there's other things that have to be sorted out, but uh, that was the big one. That was a big one, and uh, you know just a shame that uh, another injury has bitten him. Um, and, and that's, that's the concern going forward. Um, you know, it's fair to call him injury prone. I hate, yes. I don't want to say that I, I, cause it's not his fault. None of this. I mean, every one of these things have been, you know, they're their own little item. It's not like some lingering issue that's going to bite him the rest of his career, but they've all, but some guys just can't avoid that injury bug. And, and, uh, you know, we all cross our fingers that that's not the case here uh, because that's an awful big contract to have a guy that's sitting on the bench. Um, what was what was the biggest moment, though, for you, George? Um, you know, uh, you go back to last year and the playoff wins and all that, and that, that again, that was a lot of fun, making that run to the AFC Championship. Uh, definitely should have won that game in Kansas City, but – uh, that Kansas City team was a little different than the one we've been seeing here lately in Arrowhead. Um, and I'm, I'm going to say what was probably the most fun for me, and it's recent, was the Jacksonville game where all of a sudden Jake Browning turns into a viable NFL quarterback and reels off three straight wins with three darn good performances. Um Gave them a chance, and they still have a chance to make the playoffs this year. Now, this last game Saturday in Pittsburgh, not his finest moment. That 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 throw in the end zone, and he was trying to clear the end zone with that pass because I'm like, there is no way in hell throw it out of bounds to just throw a ball up for grabs like that where he can't see. Right, should have been out of bounds. He said he thought he he thought he had it cleared to the back of the end zone through the back of the end zone, but it wasn't even close. To that, I mean, he was a good five yards plus short of that. Um, 
but we'll we'll see how they react this week in Kansas City. The Chiefs are very gettable. They've lost three in a row at home. Their last three home games they've lost. Um, you know, you you mentioned the record here recently for the Chiefs, and I if you guys got a chance to see that game, was it yesterday? They were awful. They were yeah, terrible. They were awful. They were terrible. And the Raiders uh, are not good. Defense is playing well. They're deep, but you know, they were playing. The defense the is good. Yeah. Their the defense, defense is, good. is good, which is you don't think about that with Kansas City. So that's going to be an interesting, monumental game this week. But um, given the way this season has gone, um, and, and you're looking for high points, I think Jake Browning stepping up when he did on that road game uh on that Monday night in uh uh Jacksonville was huge. Mm-hmm. I think it was yeah, a big right? Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, the, the Bengals currently sitting at eight and seven. If they win the next two games, I believe the New York Times projections has them as a 92% into the playoffs. Um, so obviously some certain things need to happen, needed to happen this past week and did uh, as Houston loses and um, I forget what other teams needed to lose. Uh, but it, it was – just, I think three teams needed to lose for the Bengals to be in this type of position, and all three teams did indeed lose. Yeah, they still pretty much they don't completely control their own destiny, but they're pretty darn close. I think if they get to ten wins, they're in. They're not getting the ten wins. Who are they going to lose to? The Chiefs or the Browns? Probably both. The Browns might be sitting people. What in the be. world I mean, is? I mean, that's a whole nother show. Joe Flacco? Are you kidding me? As an elite quarterback, what can you do? When did that happen? <laughs> Aaron, are you thinking like Colts, Broncos, uh, then losing as well? Texans, there's Texans scenarios. Texans, like there's Colts. Look at how many teams are are at eight, eight wins, seven Jaguars. Wins. Yeah. Like yeah, Jaguars. So, oh man, they're they're another team that has been tanking too. The shame for the Bengals is having that crappy AFC record. The yeah, shame for the Bengals is, is and, the fact that the yeah. AFC team to emerge might be not Kansas City this year. If if Joe Burrow is healthy, this is the year that you might not even have to play Kansas City to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, but exactly. Aaron, I, I'm going to be honest. I don't think – like, their defense is too bad. I don't think it mattered this year with or with Joe, yeah. Like, their defense the Bengals, is yeah. – Well, and the injuries they've had too. Yeah, no Raider. Yeah. It's caught up to them a little bit. But – they had Reader for a long time, and they still, right? They, yeah. They've had major issues all year. Oh, moving uh, on from the thing moving Sunday on from your safeties. Hurt Saturday, yeah. um, the punter. Najee Harris has not had a good year, and he looked like a pretty good running back in that game. Yeah, yeah. Right. Everyone on the Steelers looked good. Pickens, Pickens was, was. People vintage. forget. People forget why we were supposed to hate George Pickens. Yeah. Like 200 yards in the Peach Bowl. <laughs> it's crazy. No sauce gardener on him. He had like 200 yards last week. I know, but that's like, we, we saw this. Sauce goes out and Pickens has 200 yards. It was like, he was the only offense Georgia had in that entire game. And oh, it was, that game, you know, that game. I, I just did I know. I'm just saying. People forget that's that right. guy that's making. He was making those diving catches. JT Daniels would just heave it. Right. And Pickens was. We had what two of those where he laid out yeah. like full extension. It was, it was good, by his good defense. Yeah. 
Yeah. Better than Cincinnati Saul Saturday. Yeah. If if Cincinnati somehow sneaks into the playoffs with one win in the division, that's absolutely insane. That is insane. And they 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 were swept in the division back in 2002 when they were two and 14. I don't think it's happened since. Um, yeah, there's depending on what Cleveland's got to play for at the end of the year, and and you know they've got to also be right now, and the Bengals don't. They'd also be five and seven in conference if they made it in with two more wins, which is equally Great. insane. But again, yeah, like what? I said last week, they should, they should automatically out. qualify. They're five and zero in the NFC. They should be in the AFC bracket. They should, they could win the Super Bowl if they, if they just get to the Super Bowl. The NFC can't beat them. I know it's great. Hell, they beat the 49ers. Um, everyone, everyone from this division beats the 49ers. Apparently, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's except for Pittsburgh. My God, what the Ravens did last night was impressive. Ooh. I know. I agree. In, in any case, uh, and then just switching gears real quick, George, if we talked about the Cincinnati Reds, uh, the year in, in review for the Cincinnati Reds, two things stand out for me. Um, number one, just the rotation of rookies. Never seen a season like this in baseball in my entire life. I hope I never have to see it again, tr truthfully. But the way that the, everything in La La Land is going right now, this might be just the way that things are in baseball if you're not a top market team. But right. um, what we saw these these Cincinnati Reds do with all of these rookies was, was promising for the future. And uh, the other thing was just ripping off what – did, what did it end up being? 13 in a row? How, how many – 11, maybe? 11 in a row? It was 11. 11 game-winning streak in there somewhere. It was 11. started sometime in June. It wasn't long after, because Ellie came up June 6th. 12. So did they get 13? I thought it was 11, but. I'm looking it up. It looks like it was it was 12. Uh, it may have been 12. We're it both... wasn't Ellie at the center of it all? No, he was on fire. Yeah, that's when he, you know, had that one play. I remember it was a Saturday afternoon that he scored when they did some crazy stuff. I mean, he he was I, that that whole May. You know, McLean comes up and then Ellie comes up and it was mad for the cycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, in those totally in those mad. black uniforms, those are nice. Yeah, that that was a lot of fun to watch them, and you know, you throw in. Uh, the way Steers playing, Friedel's playing, you know, CES and Marte come up towards the, the, the later part of the season and, you know, look like they may belong as well. Uh, we'll see how it pans out this offseason. It's going to be real interesting what they end up doing because they still have too many of them. But, um, man, that, that was a lot of fun to watch those young kids. I, that was by far and away, for me, the highlight. Um, Abbott pitching? Yep. Yes, another one. There were so many; it was hard to keep track of them all. May fifth was cool too. They had me out on the field, um, and I was supposed to throw out the first pitch, but my nephew had to do it because I had that surgery. And he threw the ball. The guy who came out to catch him was Kevin Hergett, who you guys probably don't even know is on the roster, a relief pitcher. Relief pitcher, but yeah. Thirty-two years old. You know, had bounced around independent leagues, a few cups of coffee in the majors, whatever. That day, 
he gets his first and only major league save in that in that game and he came out and caught that ball for my nephew so that that was pretty cool that's something i will not forget that's awesome that is awesome chad anything to add for the the cincinnati reds just excited to see where things are going like that it finally feels like there's a legitimate core there's legitimately something to build off of that isn't going to be dismantled in two years, right? Like most of these guys are here. They're under control for five, another four, five, six years. Um, it feels like they have a window to build something that isn't like, okay, we've got 2021. And if we don't, if we don't get it done in 2021, we're tearing it down and starting back over. Like it, it feels like we're at a period where some continuity can finally be built. And that's, you know, when you look at where things were two years ago, that's pretty impressive, really. Yeah, I'm interested you know, heard to see about these kids, but I didn't see this coming like this. No. Well, and you also have to. They just acquired some of these dudes. I would say you also have to be careful, George, and and not – what will happen is if there's a, you know, a correction to the mean in year two or these guys aren't all fantastic in their second year in, in professional sports, it, everybody will be ready to throw them away. It's like, no, like you have a path now to stay on, stay on it and let these guys build as a team and grow. We saw it. 0708 all the way to 2013. Right. That was a group. They didn't come together all at once, but it was a group that came together over a short window and turned into something. And and there is there is uh this reason that they will continue down that path, and that is finances. These guys are all controllable and they're right. not gonna be outrageous salaries anytime soon. So my guess is given the way things have gone traditionally down there, uh, the, this this path makes the most sense for a lot of reasons. Yeah, it'd be I interesting like, to I, see I, what they... Go ahead. I was just going to say, it'd be interesting to see what, what moves they make as the offseason progresses before they get the spring training, pitchers and catchers reporting. Uh, I, I think there's certainly some money still to be spent. And I, I think that I don't know if you're going to try and keep up with the Dodgers. These guys are going to have to be as good as they did last year. Right. Look, the Dodgers have shown all you got to do to get to the play is get to the playoffs, and you can beat the Dodgers. Yeah. You, you might the not beat them over the regular season too. Yeah, but they are dreadful when they get into a, a five or you know a short series. Like they, it has not been good. No, I mean, you know, you get you just got to get in. That's what the Diamondbacks did. Yeah. Just get in. Worked out pretty well. Yep. That's right. They have a bad final weekend and the Reds are in over the Diamondbacks. Yeah, I know. Isn't that crazy? I was it's looking at some cool. of that today in September and how that and those losses at Pittsburgh, for God's uh, sake, those were crushing. Crushing. But this is an exciting team. Fun to watch. Uh, I love the fact they're stealing bases again, led the major leagues and stolen bases. And, and number two, I think, was Arizona. I'm not positive. I think they were number no, two. They were number two, yeah. So that's that's uh, it, it's just the the excitement is so much more than what it's been 
when it was a lot of station to station waiting for the home run. Nah, turn them loose. Beer league softball. <laughs> Correct. All right. Um, I don't have anything else really on, on Bengals and Reds. Uh, if you want to just get this mailbag and, and get us out of here. Uh, if you want yeah, to let, me, one... let me tie two quick things Go ahead. To, the, to the Bengals and Reds. Uh, the Bengals thing was the DeMar Hamlin game happened January 2nd of 2023. It shows how, how long of a year it's been. So, and big shouts to the UC Medical, you know, uh, the, everything involved there. Just a really good good thing for the city being being really there and, and obviously a sad game and, and a very – very tough thing to have happen, but uh, yeah, that was a cool thing to shine some light on uh, on, on some people that don't really get a, a light shined on them uh, in in the city. Uh, and then baseball wise, as you guys already mentioned, and I know you don't care, but on my fantasy baseball team, I had Plain, I had Ellie, I had CES, I I had them all. And I tell you what, we we had a fun ride until Ellie really fell off the map a little bit there, but. You know what? I'll keep him. I'll keep him until he's done playing, baby. I, I would have a little plate discipline, and that's all it's going to take. Yep. yep. Oh, I agree. One of the other subjects we do talk about on uh, on George in the Jungle, though, uh, just real quick, FC Cincinnati had a great season this past year as well. Worth yeah, that was all right for sure. A, a very disappointing way to end against sure. Columbus in, in, in a game you're up to now. You can't. Let that happen, but the worst league uh, lead in soccer. I tell you, but you know the league didn't do them any favors sitting down the top defenseman in the league because of whatever the hell happened in that Red Bulls game, but or after the game when he went after the officials. But that that just seemed to me. I still just don't know that you suspend star players in some of the biggest games of the year if it's something that's not. I mean, you know, if he shot heroin at the, at the middle of the field in front of everyone, maybe, but I, I, I don't get it. The Bengals have kind of dealt with that. <laughs> with, with, with which part? 1982? 19, oh, man. Or no, oh, yeah. 80, 89, 88. Oh, you mean the, Miami. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I want to thank them for that. Talk about waking up with a head headbanger and having to go to work immediately. <laughs> I got like 20 guys in my hotel room. And you know, back then it wasn't cell phones. Oh, so they're calling the phone on the on the little desk by the bed, and it just keeps ringing. And it's like, all right, who's messing with me? It's like Stanley Wilson's missing. We got to do something. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, all right, time to sober up. <laughs> oh man it never ends yeah. when you're in business it's one of those like in major league where jake is trying to get the phone when he's in the mexican league yes yes <laughs> that's exactly what it was oh are you messing with me jake we want you to come to the indians <laughs> spring training it was the one co-worker who stayed sober pretty much the entire week. The rest of us were on the other end of that spectrum. I got a guess. <laughs> oh, you do? Is my guess right? Probably not. I don't think he knows. Okay. 
Okay. I I was gonna go your your former and, and, uh, and yeah. Actually, <laughs> actually, he was out late with Springer that night. <laughs> the last I heard, they were on a beach somewhere with some Bengal cheerleaders. I, I don't know what happened. Uh, that's all I know. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. I, was there. I was with 15 guys from Georgetown. That's I might take funny. option A, but sure. yeah, yeah. I, I <laughs> my my option B wasn't all that great, but we had. <laughs> On that note, I think it's <laughs> time for a quick paper supply timestamp. <laughs> Aaron, that's normally you're moving on. <laughs> quick paper supply, your local and family-owned, local and family-owned restaurant supply company for all your non-food products. They provide mostly disposable restaurant supplies to go containers, cups, pizza boxes, to-go bags, can liners, napkins. They've been open since 2009. They are one of the largest minority-owned companies in the city. Call Nick, 513-470-2029 and reference Bearcats for 20% off your first month of purchases. All right. And the mailbag is fairly light this week. We'll start out with the football portion of the mailbag, though. And this week, uh, any indication? And kind of a question similar to this last week. I don't I don't think anything has changed, but any indication there will be movement among the football staff or are all signs leading you to believe that they will return next season intact? It's coaching hires. So nothing leads me to believe anything. Like Brad Glenn, as Brent mentioned, was, was hired on March 1st last year. Like we, we got a long way to go as coaching hires play out. I will say it's been more quiet than I can ever remember nationally. You're just not seeing, you're seeing some coordinator movement, but I, the coaching carousel was not uh, all that active this year. So you're not seeing the, like the filter down of there's, there's jobs open, but it's not like this domino effect as the, you know, the stuff starts to break at the top. We didn't see as much activity at the top. We're not seeing as much activity in the middle or the bottom. So to this point, I haven't heard anything. Does that mean there's not going to be anything? No. Like there's there's a chance once the NFL uh, cycle plays out, new coaches, that can re-trigger things where if the NFL hires two or three college coaches, all of a sudden there's this tidal wave in three weeks. Uh, that that colleges have to deal with, but right now it's been fairly calm uh, in that in that world. We know this; it won't be as crazy as last year at this time. <laughs> no, and uh, you know, I, I, I'm not I'm not having many agents hit me up. <laughs> it's funny when once agents find out you have a platform and a voice, like they want to get their their information onto as many platforms and voices as they can. And that, that Avenue hasn't really been very active uh, so far. We'll see. I can wake up tomorrow at 10 o'clock in the morning with three voicemails and <laughs> off in a different direction it goes, but that's where we're at for now. 
Right. And the last question in the football portion of the mailbag, how would you like to know how the next season goes? A week before the season starts, you are informed and get to watch exactly what is going to happen, but you can't tell anyone slash no one can understand you. If you try, you can't take any financial gain out of it. Or when the season is over, you can watch it game after game and binge it. Uh, I would make financial gain out of knowing what goes on every game because it's what I do. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how you take. I don't know how you take that part out for me. I there will be financial gain. I think he's meaning gambling. Okay. Fair. Yeah, I, I would not like to know. You want to know? Like you can't know all season until the end. No, 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 no. I just want it to unfold the way it does. I don't want to know ahead of time. You got to pick. You know before the season, or you don't know till the end of the season, and then you get to go back and binge watch. Oh, God. Um, you know what? I'll go back and binge watch. I'll do that. Tell me before. I can, no commercials. I, I have I mean, to keep my own. War II went, and I just binge watched a documentary. <laughs> Last week, <laughs> I, heard, I heard it's pretty awesome too. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, we, we all watched the Titanic, and we knew how that one ended. <laughs> what a great analogy! What Poor a great Dad. analogy. Poor hey, Dad. true uh, story. True story. When when the Titanic, About the Titanic? The television, there was a station in this market, and their news director got mad at their promotions people for using a final scene in Titanic. And letting the cat out of the bag that the damn thing sunk. And it's like, dude, everyone knows what happens to the ship. Man, wow. Yeah. True story. Yeah, that's an angry person. Not was not mine. That's that's <laughs> a person that's always angry looking for something to be angry about. Yeah, that's about. someone that's way too deep, way too yeah. deep into it. Who was it that showed the scene of the boat sinking in the movie about the boat sinking? <laughs> Why would you do that? You gave away the end. Gave away the special ending. Oh, it's so funny. That's the stuff uh, that happens. That is the football portion of the mailbag. Unbelievable how we got there. Uh, the yeah. basketball portion of the mailbag. Uh, what is our conference record with Stetson Dan, 29 and 10 in 27 minutes? What is our conference record with Xavier Dan? Two points and six rebounds in 23 minutes. Uh, if Dan is really good, they're going to be okay. If he's really bad, they're probably not. I mean, I, I think that's what you're getting at. Like, I don't know. Right. I, we don't know what any of this is going to look like. They could be really good and win six conference games. Like, that's a real thing that could happen. They could play well for a large majority of January, February, and March and end up with seven conference wins. Right. That is Dan also just might not be good against good competition. That's what I'm worried about. I, I don't – I hate to say that out loud, but um, if it's if it's Xavier Dan, then it's going to be a long, long conference season. Or you're going to have to figure out that you just don't play him in a role as a scorer and you use him as go in, play hard, rebound, uh, you know, give us some some glue guy stuff. But if he can't figure out how to score against good defenses regularly, if he's doing, you're not going to be able rebounds in 23 minutes. He needs to be down the 10 minutes. 
Now, he can help you on the glass no matter when, where, how, why, what you play. But you can't have two points, Dan, if you're going to win in this league. Well, Stetson Dan was knocking down his threes. I, you know, I think yeah. it's obviously a confidence thing, as as you guys spoke about in the in the post game presser. But I, so if if as the question asks, our conference record record with Stetson Dan, where he's knocking down what five of six open threes. Yeah, that's pretty pretty damn good Big Twelve team. I I don't even care anything else. But if it is truly Xavier Dan, uh, I mean, you got enough pieces to figure out other things, but. Gosh, I, I I hope this is just kind of a push towards Dan heading in the right direction. But man, it just I don't know. It's NKU he scores twenty five. Stetson he scores twenty nine. See if he can do it against against some of the big dogs. Yep, needs to step that up. Good question. Yep. Do you start to meal and bring Aziz off the bench? If Vic continues to eat up minutes at the five, whose minutes is he taking, Jamil or Aziz? I think people are undervaluing how good Aziz Bandeko is. I, I mean, he's like – like I know the addition of Jamil is awesome to see, but when Aziz is on the floor, his impact on offense and defense is – and in ways, obviously, defense is very obvious, but offense, if, if they cut down on the amount of lob attempts that they try and throw him, just his ability to, to be there on the offensive glass and be there just as as a paint, as a threat to have the lob thrown, I, I think is he has a lot of value out there. Um, I don't think Vic will be eating up. I, I think the rotation will be the same. I think it would be only Odie who starts to lose the minutes if if things play out, you know, with 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 everyone back healthy and, and rolling as expected. Here's my concern, Brent. Aziz is excellent as a weak side off ball shot blocking presence. Right. Um, he's excellent in making the defense react or making the offense react to where he is on the floor. Right. He has a weakness. And that's yeah. if you can throw it to your center and your center has him. Man ball, up. Yeah. Right. Because he is, he is not somebody that is just going to wall up and be able yeah. to stop somebody from backing him down. He might be able to alter the shot, right? but they're going to get to their spot to score. Yeah. And if that is something that the big 12 focuses on, like that's at the top of scouting reports it's going to be difficult to get him a ton, ton of minutes. Right. Which is, um, which is why you can do the Jamil then in that case, the right. body and have Aziz yeah. on the help side. Yeah. Um, if Vic continues to eat up minutes at the five, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I guess right now, probably Aziz. I The reason I think that specifically is I think Jamil and Vic work like I think there can be a really good two big high low like synergy between them offensively. I don't know what defense looks like if you're asking Vic to guard wings, you know, six eight wings in the Big Twelve. Yeah, but offensively, a- offensively, I love the idea of Vic and Jamil together. I like thought they were going on Friday night. In fact, it surprised me. I didn't know Reynolds was going to be that good with, and, and you know, he had those. He can really pass. Once he slows down, yeah, that that dude can pass the ball 
and, and Vic's really good at passing the ball. I thought they looked pretty darn good together on the offensive end. He wants to dunk everything. And Jamil <laughs> is, yes, he is an angry offensive player down low, and I love that. Yeah. That spin move is high level. Yeah. High level. Like, that, there's not a, there's not many big men in the country that are going to be able to handle him when he puts that spin move on him. It's good for Wes to have that option, you know? Sure. I mean, he'll be able to mix and match depending on what, and, and I hope he does that based on what uh, the other team's throwing out there, and I'm sure he will. You're muted, Aaron. In the chat, before we get to the last basketball question in the mailbag, is Aziz better playing with the smaller, faster lineup? Uh, depending on how you use it, yeah, potentially. Um, the thing I worry about with the smaller, faster lineup is where's the offense going to come from? You know, I, I just... That would be Stetson Dan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Stetson Dan. Let's do it. All right. And the last question in the basketball portion of the mailbag, it seems like the offense constantly has Aziz and a guard run a pick and roll pop with Vic down on the baseline. Is there a reason why Aziz and Vic don't switch those roles? Vic would provide a perimeter threat and Aziz a lob option down low. They they mix it up. I mean, I, I think people see one thing and then they just fixate on it. Um, I don't think it has been exclusively Aziz at the top and, and Vic down in the dunk spot. Um, so they, they switch those roles. Some of it depends on who starts the offense, where the ball comes in, uh, what side of the floor you're on. So, I mean, we'd have to do a, a fairly in-depth video review. And guess what? It's coming soon. And it's going to be awesome when I tell you guys who I'm doing a video breakdown show with talking Bearcats basketball. I look forward to it. It's going to be Le Fantastique. Hmm. A French man. Hmm. Not necessarily. Does his name rhyme with Mustin Ferg? No. Right. No, no. We're going... Way up the, way up the the food chain to do this one. Well, I know he's a junkie for basketball. I, let's just say this: it's it's someone that knows ba UC basketball in its current iteration, uh, as well as anyone. All right, Blackboard. Is this a member of the current member of the media? No. Okay. Staff. Current member of the staff? No. I think I have. Oh, the poor of the oh oh le le oh, wee wee ah oh, ah oh, le wee wee. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> All right, uh, <clears throat> the last portion of the mailbag, the banks portion here, um, kind of went a little out of order. But feeding into NCAA football coming back in the summer, in a hypothetical world, would Aaron be willing to attend every UC athletic function for free and be treated like a high donor? Or play the new NCAA football game. Well, with uh, my my schedule, watching my daughter, I don't know that going to every UC athletic function for free would be in the scheduling options for me. 
but they'd be treating you like a high donor. So that's how to get to the function. You're back yeah. at the same you, time. Like you could get there. You could be you could helicopter it to UC and back at that point. Are they gonna watch my daughter though? Is is yes, really what, it, what I yeah. need. Yes, they will. She'll love it. She'll love it. What's, You're gonna be in sweets. You could get a low, you could get your own loge box where like you and your daughter are just hanging out. Hire you an au pair? Is that what it's called? Sound, like that sounds, that sounds like a lot of. It sounds like a lot of work. I think I'd just prefer to play the new video game. Oh man! Oh man! You he doesn't know, George. Great time. Yeah, you're passing up. He doesn't know. So, Aaron, uh, a lot of work. Even a lot of work. I'll ask you later. Okay. <laughs> like, is PS Five getting upgraded, or what? What do I? What? What do I do? We'll, we'll we'll talk NCAA about that. Football's really coming back. I got to do something. It's in July, Josh. It's coming back in July. So five um, or what? We'll we'll talk later, George. Okay, cool. Which BCJ staff members will be asleep before midnight New Year's Eve? Uh, asleep or passed out? Because passed out, there might be two people on this podcast currently that that may be passed out before New Year's Eve hits. <laughs> It won't be me. <laughs> Is that what you're getting at? Oh. Um, these last few New Year's Eve, I, I haven't drank that much. But I may that be much. asleep before midnight. I won't be passed out, but I may be asleep. I don't know. I just heard that 48-hour 48, 48 Christmas Eve hangovers were, were a thing this year. <laughs> yeah. It's still in effect. But <laughs> over food out there, I'm going to be eating like I have a hangover. Look, take drinking in or out of the mix, however you want. I haven't been asleep before midnight. I, I couldn't tell you the last time I was asleep before midnight. Like, we do this almost every night until 10, 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Like, your if sleep schedule later. is such, yeah, your sleep schedule is such that you just get used to it. Like, I couldn't tell you. The last time I was uh, like head on the pillow, eyes closed at eleven fifty nine. It was a long time for me when I was doing what I was doing. But yeah, you like you know, like you just get into the groove oh, of it, yeah. and oh, if you take God. an off day, it's not like you can just shut down at nine o'clock, ten o'clock. That doesn't close. work. In fact, probably two months after I retired, I was still geeked up in the evenings, and it's like right. My body was just used to that. The adrenaline started. It's like, yeah, yeah, I don't have to be ready for any shows. <laughs> and if you're like me at like at like four thirty, five o'clock, your body was like, like idling, right? Like you weren't like pass out tired, but you were like, oh, get get a good yawn in. Like, I don't know. It's That's just like it. That makes so much more sense, though, as to why George has the bourbon with the Cincy Light Chaser. Let's <laughs> go to bed before 11 o'clock. Yeah. That's right. I'm serious. It's been it's been years since I, I like remember. Like, I'm sure there's been a random, like, I didn't feel well or, you know, whatever. But, like. No, I don't. I'm not asleep before midnight ever. I, I couldn't if I tried. If I went to bed at 10.30 on New Year's Eve, I would be up at midnight because my body would just be like, nah, dog, I'm not shutting down. We're good. 
I get that's how I was for a long time. I mean, decades. Brent, what you got lined up for New Year's Eve? The answer is zero to this question, right? (laughs) Yeah, none of us will be asleep before midnight. None. Uh, Dave might. Dave, I could see Dave asleep before midnight. There's football games at night, though, right? Um, Uh, I think there's. Yeah. Well, it's a Sunday, so. So there might be NFL? NFL. There's all NFL games, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I'll probably be up till like, you know, wee hours in the morning watching the ball drop and every single. I could see Dave and Keegan. Ball drop. Sure. I could see Dave <laughs> and Keegan asleep maybe by midnight. Brent will be up at 3 a.m. for sure. Say, oh, wow, the, the Hawaii ball is about to drop. <laughs> That's about the last one, right? What's the yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's the last. That's got to be one. Of the, that's got to be the last one. And the first ones in Japan, or is it somewhere else? Yeah, Japan, somewhere way over there. Yeah, I'll be up. I might All not right. be doing anything uh, the, worth the shit, but I'll be up. Answer zero. Yeah, zero. The the Eight. last I'll question here in in the mailbag. Last question in the mailbag comes from Skins, as always. Hello, George. Welcome to the mailbag. Rapid fire, mostly for George. Favorite personality to work with at Channel 5 in your career? Oh, man, there's a bunch of them. I hate to pin it down to one, but the one. One. Okay. One, that come back. I got to go Springer because it was in my formative years. And he was just such a. Hold on. Hold on. Time out. Not Scott Springer. Jerry Springer. Like Scott. Yeah, Jerry Springer. Um, he was just such a multi-faceted renaissance kind of guy, and he loved hanging out in the sports department. The only thing I didn't like about him was his love of the Yankees. I understood it, but he always was bringing up this Yankees BS. <laughs> but he was a good, solid Reds fan and a good Cincinnati fan, and and losing him this year was tough. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'll go with Jerry. And then weddings during football season, yay or nay, nay, all day long, nay. Don't do it. <laughs> all right. And then bourbon or whiskey? Bourbon. I used to do whiskey. Tennessee sipping whiskey, if you know what I mean, with a black label. But I've become a complete bourbon, I wouldn't say snob, but freak. Uh, hey, George, did I show you this? Oh, yeah. Nicely done. Oh, how about that? That's right. you. Damn. Yeah. Very nice. I think we're I think we're taking it to the fog with us, Brent. What do you think? I think I think that's a good reason to take that with us would be the fog. Yes. That's we got one extra. That. We got one extra spot, George. You want to come? I may do that. When is it? Where is it? We're leaving January 22nd. We're driving to Kansas City. We're spending the night in a five-bedroom kind of mansion-type place. And then we're going to watch UC UC play Kansas at Fog Allen Arena. Yeah, okay. Um, Well. And then we'll come back Tuesday morning. uh, I may do that. I rented right, a uh, eight-person uh, Sonoma, and we're driving that bad boy to Kansas City. Stan, and it's got it. I'll send you the place. The place is sick. 
It's got a projector, hundred and whatever inch projector screen. Uh, keep me. In it's mind. got a hot tub. I think I'll do that. Yeah, we got one extra spot if you want. Aaron couldn't make it, so or procedures scheduled that month, so I should be good. <laughs> it's just Sunday, Sunday morning to Tuesday, like afternoon, evening, and we'll be back. That's easy. Yeah, I mean, I'm in. All right. Follow-up question. Never. Assuming the BCJ staff were to magically become a broadcast team for a TV station, I guess think Anchorman, uh, who is in what role? Anchor, weather, sports, traffic. Uh, well, George will do sports. Obviously. Okay. <laughs> I'll take that. Uh, Brent would probably be the anchor, right? Like, I could see that. It just fits you. I'll take it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I would, I mean, where, where would you put me? Weather? Uh, reporter? I do man on the street. Like, reporter oh, stuff. Yeah. You know how much fun I would have with that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you're the field Aaron, reporter. I'm the field reporter. Aaron, weather? I, I could be weather. Dave, traffic? <laughs> Keegan. I think Keegan would be traffic. Dave would be our investigative, like, you know, uh, John Matteries. Dave would be our John Matteries. Dave yeah, on your side. Your money. Yeah, Dave on your side. Yes. Yeah. Keegan, Keegan may be the, uh, like, the, you know, the field oh, right, story guy. Yeah, let's kick the, the oh, Tom Rinaldi. Springer used to call it back in the day. What do you call it? Be off, and it was an all guy cast. Chick what do you call it? Chickless news. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> well, that's the mail. Royer would be well. Royer would be there for like w w like a monthly segment, just like one appearance, and maybe makes it. Reagan could do. Reagan would be good at traffic. Yeah. yeah. There we go. We're set. Got a good lineup. Well, that's it. Mailbag. Get us out of here, Brent. Well, 2023 is officially over. Uh, that was a good year in the books. BBP, that, that is. Uh, still still a couple more days. Got a got a basketball game on Friday. Evansville. Don't underestimate the Purple Aces. You got some fight. Uh, Chad, BCJ pod this week. Coming That's to you. I haven't, I haven't heard from Dave in a couple days since he sent out the picture of that dish of uh, Jello shots on Christmas Jello Eve. Jello shots. Yeah, I have not heard from him since then. So uh, I thought I was about sending a, on. Thought morning. about sending a picture as well of my current state, but I, I it's just I, I passed. <laughs> were you were you passed out on the floor somewhere? Yeah, well, well, Dave hides behind the uh, you know like he's he's got like a fake name, type, like an alias. It's the BCJ Twitter <laughs> handle, you know. So he yeah. he can just throw out things that he wants. Everybody thinks it's me. You know how many people think I run that account, George? Right. You don't? No. <laughs> George thinks I run that account. <laughs> I know. Oh, God. Oh, well. But uh, it was a good year. 2023 year in review. It was a good crossover as well. Big shout out. George, thanks for joining us. It. it was fun. BBP, George in the Jungle. That's a, that's a, that's a match made in heaven right there. Um, but hey. Every Tuesday night, 9 yes. o'clock on this channel. If there's that's a right. Tuesday night basketball game. George and Aaron will be live. Yes. And 
Can I do it from the arena on the Texas night? I'll talk to you about it later. We'll figure it out. We'll work it out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Why not? I, yeah, we'll, make I think leave, we'll make you leave at halftime for the Texas game, George. I mean, I didn't mind for Merrimack or whoever the hell it was. Right. Right. <laughs> we'll get it worked or out. The Hatters. We'll get it worked out. Stuff, but, uh, of course, shout out to our sponsors. Got to give a uh, a good good dish of love to not only Danco Transmission and Auto Care, but Aaron, you want to you do the quick shout out to Remington? Yeah, for Remington Tavern, again, that can be found 8892 Glendale Milford Road, 45140, with their daily happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m., a $5 Woodford Wednesday, every Wednesday, and uh, you can find them on Instagram at Remy Tav, R-E-M-I-T-A-V, Cincy, with a Y, and follow them on Facebook at Remington Tavern. Boom. Quick paper supply as well, and of course, uh, home field apparel, I I guess for sponsoring that thing, kind of. I, I think yeah. tomorrow yeah. is the end of the home field, the end of the five month home field contract. So, well, happy that we locked in the final one. But, uh, yeah. hey guys, it's That's it's right. it's been a fun year, been a fun year. 2024 will be even better. Uh, but hey, for my guys, the the historic BBP Georgia the Jungle crossover. <laughs> That's right, Aaron Smith. Chad Brendel, George Vogel, I am Brent Young. Get another fantastic BBP George of the Jungle brought to you by BearcatJournal.com. Miss you, Ryan.